Hello, everybody, and welcome to the inaugural edition of the Three Point Jesus podcast. Uh, I'm Sam, here with my co-host, Jay. Um, Jay, how are you doing? Sam, I'm doing wonderful. Um, you know, we just took a, a big one on the chin by 12 against South Carolina, but, uh, you know, we're here to uh, start building up uh, a podcast for Notre Dame basketball, so rock and roll, baby. Yeah, yeah, we're excited to be here. You know, like Jay said, we're... Um, we, we think there was a, a space for a, a Notre Dame men's basketball podcast, um, start of the Micah Shrewsbury era, a lot of excitement around the program may, may not, you know, as we sort of talked about before we started recording, may not be met with the number of wins on the court this year, but I think that's okay. You know, there's a lot of, it's a new era. Um, you know, like I said, a lot of excitement around the program. So, um, we're excited to, to, to sort of take that to you and, uh, and talk about it as it happens. I think. You know, we may sort of be building the plane in real uh, as we fly a little bit <laughs> uh, as we do this. I don't think either one of us are professional podcasters, unless unless Jay, you've been holding out on me. You know, uh, straightening teeth takes up most of my days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a little more experience in, in my my past life as a sports writer, but uh, that was the, the written word uh, much more so than <laughs> than the spoken word. So, um, but no, we're excited. Um, you know, I think uh, we'll we'll sort of. Uh, get into a more regular schedule as the season goes on, you know, hopefully uh, develop a little bit of a listenership. We'd love to sort of have some interactive capabilities, uh, get some feedback, have some sort of, uh, you know, interaction and and, um, back and forth with with other people that are excited about this new era of of Notre Dame men's basketball, the Micah Shrewsbury era, the the Shrewsbury era. Nope, there's nothing there. There's the Shrewsbury era. Nope. No, I'm going to stop. Um, I'm, I'm going to stop trying to make that work, but we'll, we'll keep workshopping it maybe. But, um, all right, well, I guess to start, you know, like, like you said, Jay, we, um, we were recording this on, on Tuesday night, uh, Notre Dame just is coming off a 65, 53 loss to the South Carolina Gamecocks, uh, down, down in Columbia in the inaugural ACC, ACC, SEC challenge, RIP, ACC, Big Ten challenge. Um, this is the new one, but, um, yeah, you know, 12 point loss, uh, Jay, you know, your sort of thoughts in general on, on, on the game we just watched. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of obviously roster turnover from last year. Um, this roster just feels extremely different from a lot of Bray teams. Um, I feel like the wings are like really athletic, but we don't have the shooters. Um, I feel like, you know, Bray, uh, a lot of guys, you know, we could spread the floor and shoot it from deep. A lot of, you know, four around one. Uh, big man kind of vibes. Um, and I feel like this team is going to be a little bit more, less shoot from the perimeter and a lot more cut, slice, um, and take it to the hoop. Um, I think that that's still a work in progress, obviously. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, you can see glimpses and flashes here and there, but uh, they're not consistent, um, which makes sense as a team still, you know, kind of learning each other, um, learning what their strengths and weaknesses are, and uh, a team with, um, you know, not a lot of experience. Um, you know, Jr. Kanagzny um, has been, been. I feel like their best player outside of Burton, mm-hmm. um, and it's really his first year. You know, with significant minutes. Um, Burton's a freshman. Um, you know, you, you got guys uh, Shrewsbury, obviously Himes, um, Kerry Booth. You know, that's that's more freshmen that than almost ever would play under Bray. So. Um, that, that inconsistency um, hopefully will be reduced you know, over the course of the season. I think um, the team's still figuring out how to play to its strengths best. Mm-hmm. Um, and they played a pretty experienced team tonight, and obviously it showed. 
Um, even though I didn't feel like South Carolina played their best game particularly, especially with their start. But, um, you know, they shot 38% from the field. That's not exactly cooking. Um, and <laughs> they still put us away pretty good. So, yeah. Um, yeah. What, what are your overall thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I think I, I thought this game against South Carolina was kind of representative of the kind of game that I think we might see a lot this year, quite frankly. Um, yep. You know, Notre Dame started off well. Um you know, seemed like it sort of was in a rhythm early, was able to get some good looks. Um, but then, you know, a more experienced team can, that South Carolina is can sort of settle down and say, okay, you know, let's, it's time to, to buckle up. You know, you look at sort of what happened midway through the second half there with Notre Dame, uh, you know, Shrewsbury makes a bucket to put Notre Dame up uh, 40 to 38. And then South Carolina rips off a 13 to one run to, to take a 10 point lead. And at that point, you know, it's pretty much over. I think, you know, as I was sort of watching, there are Notre Dame basketball teams in the past where if they're down, you know, they're down 10 with eight minutes to get the under eight. Like that's, that's okay. That's not the end of the world. I, I think this team is probably not built for those sort of late game. I think, you know, the wins this team rolls off are going to be a lot more like we saw against Oklahoma State and Brooklyn, where it's uh, you know plays well overall and then kind of has to white knuckle to the end a little bit. Um, you know, looking at sort of the, the more micro picture, I, I definitely agree with you. I think this is a team still figuring out what it wants to be. Um, you know, figuring out roles uh, on offense. You know, I, I think one of the one of the encouraging things is that you know I think a, a criticism of the late Bray era teams. Um, you know, especially especially last year and really the last few years that, that ex- with the exception of the Blake Wesley year, was that there wasn't really a whole lot of development as the season went on. You know, they sort of were who they were. I think that's not the case for this team. You know, we're through, was it five, five games so far? Six games so far? Six. Um, and you're already seeing development. You're already seeing, you know, this, the guys looked so much more comfortable, um, you know, with their role in the offense, you know, where they were supposed to be on defense. That was one thing I, I went to the Auburn game in Brooklyn um, a couple weeks ago. And at that point there were, there were possessions defensively where um, you could tell guys weren't confident in, in where they were supposed to be, what they were supposed to do. And, and you're seeing that a lot less. I noticed that a lot less against South Carolina. Um, and so I think that's a positive. So, you know, I, th- I think um, when, uh, when Notre Dame pulls ahead midway through the second half, you're sort of thinking, "Oh man, maybe, maybe they can steal one here." But um, you know, I think this is uh, this is probably what we're going to see a decent a decent amount of this year. And, and as long as there are sort of some some positives interspersed there, there are some Oklahoma State moments, so to speak. I, I think that's okay. Yeah, and um, I mean, bouncing off of that and getting into more specifics of the game tonight. I mean, I feel like this was the first game Burton really looked like you know he, South Carolina like game planned around him. To yeah. Like, um, and he looked, you know, just like a freshman, you know, um, you know, he didn't shoot it super well. He turned it over quite a bit today, six turnovers. Um, and I think certainly his worst game of the day. And I think that makes sense because best team we've played so far, um, in South Carolina, most likely. And, um, you know, I mean, they were big, strong physical players, uh, inside and out. I felt like their guards were built. Um, and, uh, you know, their, their center, they were saying on the broadcast had dropped weight to get down to 260 or whatever <laughs> it was. Um, so, you know, they got some grown men out there for South Carolina. Um, um and Burton looks like he could still be playing, you know, <laughs> high school ball at a certain point. So, yeah, um, I think Burton's interesting because I, I don't know about you. Like I'm, I, I sort of have to think that the shooting is going to come around eventually. Like that's the one thing you know, they're talking about on the broadcast and, and you can sort of see it in the way teams are guarding him, they're, they're ducking under the screens and sort of daring him saying, okay, like we're not letting you drive past us, shoot the three. And, 
you know, he's shooting, uh, I don't think the stats have been updated, but he was at 14% coming into the game and, the, and then went one for four tonight. So I guess it'll go up yeah. a little bit, but, um, yeah. but he, he hasn't been knocking down. Like he, he sort of has to make outside shots for his game to yeah. work. Right. Correct. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, they were saying on the broadcast, he shot 40% in high school. So, yeah. you know, we know it's there. Um, obviously <laughs> the the line hasn't moved at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it's in there somewhere. Um, I think he's still just kind of getting comfortable and feeling out where you know where to be. In uh, Jaya today, man, he he got bullied in there. Yeah, his his post arsenal was like take a few dribbles, don't gain any ground, and then throw up a hook. Um, <laughs> again, that's against BJ Mack, who's you know a big proven you know senior type player. Um, yeah, the one so thing the one I thing with they're going to struggle against the big bodies in the ACC, but that's life. Yeah, the one th- the one thing with Keba that I thought was. Um, was sort of uh, that I sort of noticed was obviously he seemed like he was really just having trouble holding the ball, and that you yeah. know makes me think that that, that hand is still bothering him. And um, you know, obviously, I assume he's healthy to play. There's no reason to rush him back, but I'm willing to sort of cut him a little slack until he uh, sure. he, he's able to because it did seem like he was getting good positioning at times. Like he was, it seemed like yeah. he was getting to the getting the ball in spots where he wanted to get the ball, uh, and then just couldn't really do much with it. Um, and, and a lot of times, just kind of couldn't even get a, get a handle on it. Yeah, and I mean, I'll be interested to see how the defensive metrics pan out for South Carolina, but I really thought they were excellent on mm-hmm. ball denials, and, you know, even with ball denials preventing backdoor cuts and, you know, to, to combat that, I just thought they were really strong. Um, and it could be um, just how they are this year, or it could be, uh, you know, Notre Dame being a young, you know, team in transition, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see. You know where South Carolina ends up. Obviously, now that they're they're on the resume, obviously they have the Virginia Tech win. Um, I think they were fifty nine in Ken Palm coming into the game. Will probably tick up a little bit, maybe. Um, I think yeah. this was this was a slight outperformance, but yeah, it, interesting to see how they go. I, I think, you know, like we said, this is. Um, I, I think at the end of the year, I'd be surprised if we <laughs> we look back at a twelve point loss in Columbia against the South Carolina team, and, and it really stands out as sort of abnormally poor or, or, you know, a really bad result for, for Notre Dame. So, um, you know, overall kind of not, uh, not the worst night though. Obviously you always want to come away with a win. So, um, all right. Any, any final thoughts on, on the South Carolina game tonight in particular, we can move sort of into sort of general thoughts on the season. We've, we've already sort of touched on a little bit, but, um, you know, through six games of the Shrewsbury era, um, you know, anything sort of stand out to you? Um, yeah, I mean, we've, we've touched on a number of the things that we kind of talked about before the pod. Um, it's obviously going to be a building year. Um, you want to see development. You want to see guys start to mesh together. You want to see, you know, what brand of basketball Shrewsbury is going to bring to South Bend. Um, and I, I think you see some of that. I feel like this team gives a lot of effort defensively, um, even if the results aren't quite there yet. Um, I think they, they, they fight hard. They, it seems like they play for Shrewsbury, mm-hmm. um, which is great. Um, I think the, the one thing that Sam, you and I both agreed on is that, um, you know, this is an important time for Notre Dame basketball. Um, it's, you know, we moved to the ACC. We had a couple of really solid years with Bray. Um, and then obviously it was, you know, the time was right to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the ACC is um, losing its luster in terms of, strength it's becoming you know not the same you know duke north carolina is at the top of the sport as it used to be um and we want to make sure 
we don't become the next Louisville <laughs> uh, story that uh, you know can take us you know down and out for a long time. Obviously, they're still fighting back this year. They're even struggling hard um, to start their season out. And yeah, you can lose a game to Western Carolina and you're one of a new era with the team in transition, but certainly can't make it a pattern. Um, and got to make sure that the, you know the team is is fighting. <laughs> yeah. Not up. Yeah. No. That's I, I've said it to you. I, I was talking with a friend at the game in Brooklyn about this too. Of like, you know, this year is going to be ugly at times. I think everyone sort of knows and accepts that there are going to be losses. But in college basketball, in college sport, you know, in, in all college sports, really, there is a level of bad that you can get to that makes it hard to come back from. And I think that's exactly what we're seeing in Louisville when the sort of total bottom falls out of the program. It makes it hard to generate interest. Hard to to sort of you know, gin up those recruiting classes. Hard to recruit in the transfer portal, which is you know becoming more and more important uh, here because got you know you need a stat- you sort of need established college basketball players to come want want to play for you in, in this day and age. So um, you know, I think uh, that's obviously really important. And and I think this year, weirdly, like the measuring stick is kind of Louisville. Like Notre Dame, I think it's I think it's important that Notre Dame finishes ahead of Louisville in, in the ACC standings and you know wins a couple of games in conference. And I think. You know, I, I think there was a sense before the year that any conference wins might be might be tough to come by. But from what we've seen so far, I, I would be kind of surprised if this team goes goes over an ACC play. I think, you know, there are enough so-so ACC teams out there, including our favorite uh, beloved Cardinals, that um that there are some some wins out there. So, um, you know, I, I think, and I think you're just looking for you're looking for moments, right? You're looking for flashes. You're looking for the end of the Oklahoma State game. Um, w- when it goes to overtime, you sort of lose the lead at the end. But but you put it together. You, you get a big defensive stop. And, and I think the defense has been interesting to watch because that was one thing. The the first game and a little bit of the and the Western Carolina game too, I was a little bit sort of like, eh, I, thought, I thought the defense would be better um, th- than what we saw early on. But... It really does seem like they were. It was just sort of time to figure out, figure out systems, figure out spacing, figure out tendency. You know, sort of just figure things out a little bit. And I think we're already seeing it get better. And and, the, and that, I, I think it looked early on like the effort wasn't there. And I'm rescinding that thought. I, I think the effort is definitely there. That the defensive mindset is going to be there this year. Um, and that's all you can sort of sort of really ask for uh, at this point. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like Niagara and Western Carolina. Um, and, you know, Maryland, Eastern Shore, obviously are the three kind of powder puffs that they've played thus far. Um, in those first two games, Niagara and Western Carolina, to your point, I mean, especially Niagara, at certain points it felt like they, Niagara was getting whatever they wanted. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and that certainly, you know, decreased in frequency, um, you know, over time. Even even in games where they're, you know, like, like tonight and against Auburn where they're losing by double digits. Um, I, I feel like the, the fight's been there. And, um, you know, holding... You know, on the road holding South Carolina to 65, um, not not horrific. You should you should probably be in that game if your offense is hitting shots. Unfortunately, they didn't really tonight. But um, yeah, I, I agree with you 100. Um, percent And I think um, you know one of the things we briefly touched on there was you know you can't have the bottom flout. You got to be able to recruit. And um, I mean, Shrewsbury has demonstrated at Penn State that he's he's a, a, at least an above average recruiter. Um, and he put together a really pretty nice little four-man class, granted, you know, stealing a couple away from Penn State um, on a short, you know, commitment cycle, you know, as his first cycle at Notre Dame. 
Um, it'll be interesting to see um, what he can do, and he's got a, a pretty solid-looking group in 2024 as well. So um, it'll, I'll, I'll be interested to see, you know, even if the results aren't there, is the recruiting still, um, you know, going to bring in uh, solid classes as time goes on because um, they can see the direction of the program and, and um, you know, what it's going to be like to play for, for Coach. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, the, the 2024 class, you know, is there, is exciting. It's you got Sir Muhammad. Cole Serta, both four stars, um, and then Garrett Sundra, the three star. And I, I sort of assume, I, I kind of assume every year that'll probably be augmented by a portal guy at this point. Um, yeah. That's just sort of sort of where things are. And, you know, then conversely, as we're seeing in football, there will probably be guys that leave via the portal too, and that's that's just life. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I, I he's, he's, and Shrewsbury's going to run a deeper bench too than Bray. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, we've seen um, that already. You know, all the more reason. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Um, you know, that's been, I, I feel like watching a game like this, given sort of the way things have played out, watching the South Carolina game, you know, I, I found myself thinking like Kerry, Bur- Kerry Booth and Logan Imes you know, didn't play a ton, but I think they're guys that, yeah, I, I, full disclosure, like I love Mike Bray. Like, <laughs> I will never say a negative word about Mike Bray, but, but guys that under Bray probably would have found themselves not playing at all in this game. And, um, yeah. you know, they still ended up getting, uh, uh, my box score is not loading. Um, you know, I I I'm, I'm got eight minutes and, and Booth got fifteen minutes, um, and so, uh, you know, that's that's good to see because that's you know that's how kind of what happened with with Jr. happens where he wasn't getting a ton of minutes early on, but he was getting enough, and then and then he pops off in that Auburn game, and now like you said, he he might be Notre Dame's best player so far this year, other, other than Marcus Burton, I guess. Right. Um, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so, um, you know, I think, I think with Shrewsbury, I, I do think, um, you know, it's only six games, so it's a little early to judge sort of what you think of a tenure or sort of how, how he's going to, to do long term. Um, you know, it is, it, it's interesting. He's always sort of in all the press availability and what we've seen of him up until the Niagara game. Been, he seems like a very subdued kind of guy. Maybe it's just that Midwestern ethos he's got about him, that, that Indiana boy. Um, but he's really sort of active and passionate on the sidelines, which, which has been sort of fun to see. It's, it's, it's just been, been cool to see him, uh, you know, coaching games after a whole off season of, of just doing kind of press availability and, and talking to the media. Yeah. He's certainly a reserved guy with the media, um, and, and, you know, that type of stuff. Um, but on the sidelines, yeah, he's very animated. Um, you know, I don't want to say it's embarrassing to be firing up the crowd to beat Niagara in game one, but, um, <laughs> But I mean, it, it's good to see. You know, you want to see a guy that that has some passion and some fire, especially in his first game in the program. Um, and he's he's not afraid to to let a player know about it. I mean, he he subbed out Roper today. Um, he gave it to him pretty good on the bench. Um, I'm not sure exactly what it was about, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think that's that's good. It shows that um, he's invested in the team. He's invested in the players. He cares. Um, obviously, you should a, a few games into a brand new job, but. Um, and uh, it's it's just agreed very different from what I was expecting. I was expecting a very composed, almost like um, you know Marcus Freeman year one on the sidelines, like yeah. never showing any emotion. Um, but they, it's definitely not that way um, in in live game situations. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, hopefully we can get, and I'm sure we will get uh, get some close ACC games at, at the Jack this year because that's uh, it, it. Does seem like the fan base is really entered. Obviously, you know. We'll see how long it lasts. I think we would both agree that the Notre Dame uh, basketball fan base, especially from a student perspective, can be a little fickle. 
but um, yeah. you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully they can keep it going. Um, and uh, and yeah, and, and you know, from an X's and O's standpoint, I think uh, I think what we'll see from Shrewsbury is still really a work in progress. Um, you know, I think uh, we talked a little bit about the defense. I, I think on offense, um, you know. It, it, it's been a little bit too much of uh, one guy has the ball and, and clear out and, and trying to beat guys off the dribble, which their name just doesn't really have, you know, have guys that can beat a ton of defenders off the dribble at this point. So it's, um, you know, I, I think when you have Jalen Pickett at Penn State, that can work pretty well. Um, you know, when you're relying on, on Marcus Burton as a freshman to get to the rim against uh, more experienced defenders, it, it can be a bit of a challenge. For sure. And they don't have a lot of great screen setters either. Yeah, that's a good um, point. Like, their big guys are not... I mean, you know, Kerry Booth's a freshman. I mean, yeah, he's got a, a bigger body, but it's still got to fill out. Um, and he can at least, you know, pop and hit a three. Um, but, you know, the bigger guys like Zona could set a good screen, but he's not really a threat when he rolls to the bucket. So, um, it, it's... I kind of feel for Burton a little bit because, um, you know, a lot of times he gets that pick and uh, kind of gets some space under there, but there's really nowhere to go with it. Um, to, to finish off the play. Um, but yeah, I feel like, you know, the, the offense is still much more of a work in progress than the defense. Obviously that's a uh, standard operating procedure for a new regime, mm-hmm. um, in any sport. Um, but, um, it's, it, it feels just a little haphazard and, and not consistent. And that's why you see they, you know, they go on these stretches where they don't score for a hot second, you know, be it closing out the Oklahoma state game. Um, letting them back in it and get it to overtime. Um, you know, tonight, you know, like you said, Shrewsbury makes the bucket to take us up two, and then um, we kind of just go stagnant for a while. Um, hopefully, those, um, you know, they're still going to happen. It's college basketball, but hopefully, they reduce in uh, frequency uh, over time here. Yeah, yeah. It seems like just from sort of a, a lineup perspective, and, and part of this is a function of, of playing a deeper bench, like you mentioned, but it, it seems like even Shrewsbury is still getting a feel for what different, li- different lineups look like together on the floor. Like, you know, I, I, you notice it especially when Burton's not out there. There's a lot of um, <laughs> no one. No one's really sure what to what they should be doing all the time. Um, yeah. And so that'll that'll also that'll iron itself out. One from the players will get better at knowing sort of how, how they flow with each other, how they match with each other. And Shrewsbury will get better at knowing who, what works and what doesn't, and what combinations work in what situations, and and which ones to avoid. So I'm I'm less uh, you know less concerned about that, but it's uh, definitely part of the growing growing pains a little bit. Yeah. Um, should we jump into roster here real quick? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think we've, we've touched on it a lot. I, I mean, Marcus Burton, despite what happened uh, down in South Carolina tonight, I think he's, uh, he's going to be a fun guy to watch for the next few years. You know, I, I have a, uh, uh, keeper college basketball fantasy league draft tomorrow night. Um, and the, the sixth pick overall, and I'm strongly considering going with Marcus Burton number six overall. Cause I think, uh, you know, you you look. You look uh, I'm not. I'm not in contention this year. It's 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 a it's a, it's a long it's a long term play. Um, we're we're building for the future. But I think you look two three down the years down the road, and um, he he really could be a guy that's sort of a, a stat sheet stuffer. I think. Yeah, and also like you know, opposite of Wesley, where there's zero chance he's a one and done. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's, it's he's gonna be here three years, probably four, um, just because of his size. Um, so it. it I could see him being just an excellent college player, which is exactly the kind of player Notre Dame needs um, to help build a program around. Um, and, you know, maybe you get some one and dones, you know, over the course of time here with, if the era goes the way that we envision it. 
Yeah, yeah. I know you, uh, in sort of our, our prep notes, you, you mentioned Chris Likes as a comp for Burton. I think you know, the guy obviously took over March last year, Markel, uh, Marquise Noel. Um, mm-hmm. He's sort of the, the small man that uh, I remember watching last year, thinking about Marcus Burton being like, man, that's, uh, that's what you want out of an undersized point guard. Um, so, um, so yeah, t- ticking down. I mean, I think, you know, it's been, it's been interesting. I think, um, you know, we, we talked a little bit sort of after the Brooklyn games about where we thought things stood. And I think things have changed a lot even since then. Um, you know, I think we've seen JR kind of come on a little bit. I think, um, you know, Kerry Booth is a guy, I think it's just going to be an uneven year for him. Like there, if, if he keeps getting minutes, um, which may not be a given. I think there'll be some games where he pops off, like the you know, the end of the Western Carolina game when he hit some shots, and uh, and then there'll be games like tonight where he doesn't make much of an impact. Yeah, he's. Um, I feel like uneven is the best word to describe it. He's going to have some games where he pops off, he gets a little hot from three, and he and Burton get a thing going, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, some games where there's just not a lot going on there. Um, I was it was it Western Carolina where he had the, the alley oop with Burton? Or there was one there's one game where where they fit it and you see that and you're like, oh man, this I, I can envision seeing this a lot over the next few years. I'm actually impressed he can make any three point shots. His hitch and his long yeah. shot is is pretty wild. It's almost like Charles Barkley golf swing esque. <laughs> um, but uh, he makes it work honestly for a big man. He's got a pretty nice stroke. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, he'll be an exciting player to kind of watch grow and develop. Certainly, also not a one and done kind of guy. Um, which is good. You know, he and Burton will have some time to build some chemistry. Hopefully, I, I feel like that could be the inside-outside combo uh, of the future here, the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then you know, going down, I, I think uh, it's you know, if I had to bet on sort of what guys are going to make up the rotation going forward, I think you know Shrewsbury, Roper, and Davis really sort of seem to have kind of for now at least secured their spot and sort of that next. Um, that next group of guys behind kind of Burton and Jr. Um, as as the mainstays, um, I guess I guess Njai too uh, after the last two games. But you know, I, th- I think I think we're starting to see those guys round out a little bit. I think you know Roper, very solid, doesn't make a ton of mistakes with the ball. I, I think I was hoping he would be a little bit more of a polished scorer than what we've seen from him so far. Um, yeah, to, to take some of that that responsibility off Burton, he doesn't really seem like he has that sort of knows for the finish, but, um, you know, he's a, a strong physical guard that'll serve them well in ACC play. Um, I think Shrewsbury, uh, I'm, uh, ideally will become more than just a shooter as we move forward. But I think right now that's sort of how you have to think of him. You, you, you know, get him open, let him shoot. And hopefully we'll have some games, uh, like the, the Maryland Eastern shore game where, where he can pop off a little bit. Um, you know, de- defensively, I think he is, he, he's got a ways to go defensively. Um, that was one yeah. thing I noticed that like he was getting beat a lot. Um, yeah. And he, he played, a, he plays a lot more like a freshman than Burton right now. Yeah. Um, you know, some mistakes, you know, not knowing a shot clock end of the clock kind of situations. Um, and you know, to be expected. Um, but yeah, I agree defensively. I think he's, especially in ACC play against some of the stronger upper echelon ACC teams. He's, he's going to be a, a pretty big liability. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, and then um, and then Tay Davis, the the Seton Hall transfer, um, I thought looked really good tonight. I think he uh, he he's a guy that's kind of looked better and better as the season has gone on to me. I think he's kind of figuring out his role a little bit more, and um, I think I think he's gonna be a good player for them. I can already envision 
uh, Tay Davis missing free throws, that's going to kill me. Yeah, yeah. He's just very athletic and gets to the hoop a lot. Um, you know, he's, he's always got his nose for the ball around there, offensive rebounds. You know, he, he grabs quite a few for a guard. Um, it seems like every game he's got a handful of them. Um, I hope he, uh, I hope uh, tonight and the, the first start of the season here is not indicative of his free throw shooting because, you know, so getting to the line seven times tonight, um, you know, I, that's, that's pretty solid for a guard, especially one who's not like, you know, you're not running your offense through him. Um, so, you know, hopefully he can work on that stroke a little bit. But yeah, I agree. He's I, he's been a, the maybe besides Burton the biggest pleasant surprise for me in terms of what I was expecting we were getting, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to um, what he actually is. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I think I, I would put him ahead of Burton just because I think for me Burton, I think we sort of knew we knew he was going to handle the ball a lot. I don't think we I don't think we knew what we were going to get yeah. from him, but I think we knew. That he was going to yeah, be, sure. he he was going to be a key player and, and get a, a lot of usage. I don't think, you know, I don't know, I forget his uh, his usage rate per Ken Palm. I think they mentioned on the broadcast is like among the highest in the country at this point. And I, I don't yeah, think we expected like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. But uh, but but I think we knew, you know, he, he'd be a key player. I, I think Davis has been, like you said, a, a pleasant surprise. And then, um, you know, sort of up up in the front court, it it really kind of does seem like. At least based on the, this game, that Jai is going to take over from Zona as sort of the lead, uh, the lead big man yeah, here. Yeah, for sure. Um, and again, like clearly, clearly not 100 percent healthy and still played a bulk of the minutes in there tonight. Yeah, yeah, and I don't, you know, all respect to Matt Zona, I, I don't think we saw enough in the first four games to be like, oh no, we need to carve out minutes for Matt Zona too. <laughs> He's, I mean, Matt Zona. I will say this, like, you know exactly what you're going to get from him. Mm-hmm. Um, He's physically stronger there. He can probably set a good screen. Probably could have a couple of games where he pops for ten points. You know, if if Jai is in foul trouble. But um, yeah, you know what you got with Zona at this point in his career. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, cool. Well, uh, I don't think we need to go into the the walk-ons of it all. The, the there's a Harbaugh as one of the walk-ons. I don't think there's any relation, but that made me uh, a little nervous. I do I do like that. Uh, you know, it seems like we've expanded the walk-on portion of the roster a lot this year um yeah, I did notice that. which uh which is probably something that just sort of goes to you know playing more guys having a deeper rotation if you're going to play you know, if you're going to play eight nine guys you need sort of just as many guys to go against in practice so um it's an interesting uh interesting development this year so all right well so so coming off um the south carolina game you can tur- turn things forward a little bit um Weirdly, ACC play starts on Saturday in, in Coral Gables against Miami. Uh, that game is at. Well, we've already had snow up here in Michigan. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's fine. We're ready for we're ready for league play. That game is at noon on the CW. So uh, after your seventh heaven rerun, you can get a little bit of uh, <laughs> Notre Dame Miami basketball at noon. I, I guess it'll be going up against the Big Twelve championship game. I assume um, that's that's the nooner on, on championship Saturday. So yeah, that's right. Yep. 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 Um, you know, Miami just took a, a big loss to Kentucky. I, I don't, I don't know that I'm going to take too much away from that. I think that'll that'll be an uphill battle for the Irish down there. Uh, certainly so. Uh, um, I will say this though: the CW, any football games that they had this fall, got pretty weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is like, true. Like, like, like Wake Forest beat somebody. Like it was, it, there were a lot of upsets on the CW. So maybe we can uh, we can hold out for that. See if that carries over into basketball season here as well. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be nice. And then. Pushing it ahead to next week, uh, Western Michigan on December fifth. Uh, I'm only mentioning it because, according to their name schedule, that is 
Irish Hoops Taylor's version night. It is Taylor Swift theme night in uh, in South Bend that night. So um, I know I talked about maybe going to one of the later games this year, but uh, you know maybe I have to get out to South Bend on a on a Wednesday night. I think it's I think it's Wednesday Tuesday or, uh, Tuesday on a, on a Tuesday it's night next week. Tonight, yeah. <laughs> um, For those of you obviously who don't know Sam, uh, <laughs> he, he does not mind his Taylor. Swift. No, no big uh, <laughs> big Swifty. And then I'm sure we'll talk again before then. But but the Marquette game coming up uh, the following Saturday in Milwaukee, um, you know. Uh, it'll be a great opportunity. <laughs> I'll just I'll just say that Marquette looks yeah. really really good. Yeah, they do. Um, certainly, certainly uh, a win there would uh, honestly make the season. Honestly, yeah, yeah, um, definitely. The Irish there. Definitely. That could be uh, um, our our next pod. Maybe we do somewhere either we prep preview that game or right after it could be fun or yeah maybe we maybe we uh we come off of taylor's version uh after the western michigan game or we uh or, or we see how we say we're doing next week yeah that game. um but uh but yeah no this has been fun anything uh anything we haven't touched on that you want to you want to handle before we close out i think we're all set maybe uh we start off the next pod with uh, a little bit more about you and i and how we know each other and um you know uh where we are and why we're doing this in our mid thirties out of nowhere. Yeah, that's a good idea. We probably should have started this podcast with that, but um, you know, I like that we just dove we dove right into the content. We don't need it's we like uh what the people want. Yeah. Well I think about it like an episode of Jeopardy where you know they don't they don't do the contestant anecdotes at the beginning. That's right. You do the first part of Jeopardy, then the contestant anecdotes, then the second part of Jeopardy, and then double Jeopardy <laughs> and then I I watched Jeopardy right before the uh, the game tonight, so or, no, I watched it. Uh, I watched it at halftime. I am, I am a nightly Jeopardy fan. We are as well. Um, very yeah, nice. that's uh, that's always right after bedtime. My wife and I will come down, yeah. watch Jeopardy, and uh, and then eat dinner. So um, it's almost like we both have young children. <laughs> yeah, the, the the schedule works out that way, huh? Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, Jay. Well, it's been fun. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, tell your friends about us, uh, and we will talk to you next time on the Three Point Jesus podcast. Take care, everybody. Go Irish.